to the NFFL Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Richard Headley. And today, I want to point out that there is only one 3-0 team left and two 0-3 teams. Oh! Oh, God! Oh, it's everywhere! Ah! It's in my raccoon wounds! Some, someone is going to have to get Ninja Panthers and Jim Kelly Hates Cancer a squatty potty to make all of this poop easy for them. So let's move on to our injury report for week four, going into week four here. First up, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, Jimmy G, Jimmy Handsome, Jimmy, I am the savior of the 49ers franchise, is out for the season with a torn ACL. AJ Green has a groin injury. Uh, he's uncertain for this week. We'll see. Sean Lee's going to be out for multiple weeks. And Evan Engram is week to week after leaving in the first quarter last week. Rex Burkhead announced today is going to the IR, as is Bruce Ellington, wide receiver for the Texans. Not sure he had much of an impact in our league, but hey, he's on the injury report. So let's take a look at last week's matchups. First up, we had Cobra Kai taking on the Unsullied. Cobra Kai won 189.37 to 173.16, and they barely led the Unsullied in offensive points. It was the defense who won this one for them. Who would have expected Dan Bailey to put up a goose egg against Buffalo? Galladay is really beginning to emerge in Detroit, but what do we make of A.J. Green? Five catches before the injury, but what does it look like going forward? For the Unsullied, still no scores for Julio. And Tom Brady just killed any hope for victory this week. He scored less than half the points he was expected to, which directly impacted Hogan's day as well. Running back held out okay, but that defense is starting to look pretty soft. Our next matchup is Night Shift taking on Awful Waffles. Night Shift went down 158.84 to 194.78. Not a close matchup. Night Shift was dead last in defense, which is odd for them. But even with their best possible lineup this week, they still would not have been able to win. Too many guys just decided to poop the bed this week. Kenyon Drake carries the ball five times and gets two whole points. Evan Ingram leaves in the first quarter with an injury. At least Harrison Smith looked decent in Minnesota's loss. For the Awful Waffles, everyone contributed this week with solid performances across the board. Except for Pierre Garçon and Steven Goskowski. George Kittle was a good pickup and should continue to be a security blanket for Bethard moving forward. And even in a loss, Kirk Cousins turned in a decent day. After the game, Awful Waffles owner took to the podium and had this to say. I love this job more than I love taffy. And I'm a man who enjoys his taffy. Mmm. Ooh. Mmm. Oh. Mmm. 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 Mmm.
Our third matchup was Gridiron Mafia taking on Jim Kelly Hates Cancer, and Gridiron Mafia took the victory with a score of 214.40 to 170.79. For Gridiron Mafia, they had the best performing defense this week with Darius Leonard putting up over 30 points. Isaiah Carell's big two touchdown and one penalty for celebrating pretending the football was poop. On Thursday night, helped to power the offense, doubling his expected points. Now for Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. Outside of Calvin Ridley, wide receiver was a big bowl of poop this week. I pooped a tape recorder. Garoppolo was able to put up nice numbers before he tore his ACL, but it seems like every week Jim Kelly Hates Cancer is losing someone else to injury. But on the bright side, J.J. Watt is starting to earn his name with three sacks. Our fourth matchup of the week was Grizzles Gladiators taking on Lance Manlove, 208-58 to 201-60. This is a game that was decided by less than seven points and turned out to be our game of the week. Much more competitive than I was expecting. Grizzles Gladiators were number three in points scored this week. And where did Mike Williams come from? Gurley and Gordon continue to drive this squad, and Jamal Adams was the only real weak point in their defense this week. Lance Manlove was fourth in points scored this week. Stefan Diggs was almost shut out against Buffalo. The decision to put Godwin in turned out to be a pretty smart one. I wonder where that idea came from. Toot toot. Juju continues to be a weekly threat even without finding the end zone this week. Our, our fifth matchup is the Ninja Panthers taking on Sweatman's Runners. 172-68 to 182-81. Ninja Panthers dropped this one. Stop pooping. Now they did improve on defense this week, and that is a plus, but they're still pooping. The most painful part is that the points to win this one were sitting on the bench. Will Disley crashed back to earth after two phenomenal weeks, and Keenan Allen just pooped the bed. Fitz Tragic was okay. For Sweatman's runners, solid across the board. Aside from Jason Pierre-Paul and Christian McCaffrey in beast mode, everyone pretty much hit their projections and stayed. These three went above and beyond and made up the difference in that 10-point game. After... Their third consecutive loss, Ninja Panthers simply had this to say. I'm not kidding. Here we go. I got a crap on deck that could choke a donkey. Oh, it's squidgy. Oh, Christ, I'm getting all emotional from it, you know? Our final matchup of week three was Outcast taking on Rusterguard 99. In a game that was 155-25 to 223-85. Outcasts never had a chance in this week's Brown Note Game of the Week. The Brown Note! The Outcasts had the worst scoring offense this week and the second worst defense this week. They could not have beaten anyone. Mahomes is the only thing that kept them competitive, and they dropped to 1-2. and two. However, Rostergard 99, breaking off to a bright streak for last year's Pierce winner, 3-0. and oh. They had the top offense by a wide margin, leading to the whoop-ass award of the week in an almost 69-point victory. 
they could have scored even more. That's what's scary. This matchup just was not fair, and the resultant game was a snoozer. Let's take a look in at our Rookies of the Week first with the Offensive Rookie of the Week. I destroyed you using a baby's fist as a weapon! Number three was Saquon Barkley scoring 20.20 points for the Unsullied. Number two, Offensive Rookie of the Week, quarterback Josh Allen, 33.32 points in the surprise win over Minnesota. Just barely outperforming Cobra Kai's starting quarterback. But since he picked up Josh Allen during this game, we won't sing those praises too much. And the number one offensive rookie of the week was ride receiver Calvin Ridley. 37 points for Jimmy Clay Hates Cancer. And I saw an interesting stat that in two games, Calvin Ridley has scored more touchdowns than Julio has in like the last 18, 19 games. Let's, let's move over to the defensive side of the ball with the defensive rookie of the week. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a I'm just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. Defensive back Derwin James put up almost 20 points for roster guard 99. Defensive back Dante Jackson scored 25.20 points for no one, and now he's on the Ninja Panthers. And linebacker Darius Leonard scored 30.60 points for Gridiron Mafia. Let's check in on the over-under crowd. These are the top three over-performers and top three or bottom three under-performers on each side of the ball. I don't know how to put this, but kind of a big deal. Our top three overperformers on offense are Calvin Ridley, just over 27 and a half points for Jim Clayton's cancer. Drew Brees scored just over 27 points more than he was projected for roster guy 99. And roster guy 99's quarterback on the bench, Matt Ryan, scored 26.77 points more than he was projected. For defense, Darius Leonard Almost 19 and a half points scored for Gridiron Mafia. J.J. Watt scored 18.14 points more than you're supposed to for Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. And John Bostick had a nice big day in Tampa Bay for himself. 17.60 points over his projections. Now moving on to the underperformers. You're right. I'm ashamed. The bottom three offensive underperformers, Tom Brady, over 20 and a half points less than he was supposed to put up for the Unsullied. Kenyon Drake, almost 12 points less than he was supposed to for Night Shift. And Mitchell Trubisky, just over 10 and a half points less than he was supposed to for Gridiron or for Gridiron's Gladiators, Grizzles Gladiators. Our bottom three defensive underperformers, Ryan Kerrigan for the third week in a row is on is a on this list. Second week in a row, he's at the top of it. Just over 14 points under what he was supposed to score for roster guard 99. You might want to consider cutting him. Leonard Floyd, 13 and a half points under what he was supposed to score for outcasts. And Marcus Peters, unfortunately going down an injury, 11 and a half points under what he was supposed to score for Lance Manlove. Let's take a look at our bad break of the week. You suck! Our first bad break of the week is for the outcasts on the wrong end of a scoring explosion and no one on the team doing what they were supposed to just didn't stand a chance. And our biggest bad beat of the week 
Ninja Panthers. Not only did they lose for the third week in a row and continue to poop, but the points to win the game were on the bench. I've been there. I've made that decision. It sucks. So those are bad breaks of the week, bad beats of the week. Before we move on to the game previews for week four, let's take a look in at the top three free agent pickups this week. Buddy, I don't know who you are. You're about to get chlamydia. Number three, Corey Littleton, 18 points put up for Great Iron Mafia. Number two, Tyler Board Boyd, 22.70 points, almost 23 points as a wide receiver, too, for Grizzles Gladiators. And he was sitting on the bench. And Jason Pierre-Paul, 23 points for Sweatman's Runners down in Tampa Bay. Big night for him. So let's look at week four in our week four preview. First, we're going to look at Cobra Kai taking on Gridiron Mafia. Now, for Cobra Kai, if A.J. Green is healthy, he should feast on Atlanta's Walking Dead secondary. Lost another one this week. I also wonder if Keelan Cole can take advantage of that Jets secondary, like the Browns were last week. For Gridiron Mafia, Lamar Miller is an interesting play this week. Indianapolis's defense is weak against a run. But... Buck Allen and Isaiah Correll both have stiff matchups, and unless either one scores a touchdown or two, life could be difficult for Gridiron Mafia's running backs. I'm picking Cobra Kai to roll in this one. Our second matchup of Week 4, Ninja Panthers is going to take on the Awful Waffles. For Ninja Panthers, the defense did well, rising up in competence last week, but this week the offense will really need to step it up. Naeem Hines' role is growing in that Colts offense, but it still generates small points for the running back. And Lewis's only real relevance in Tennessee is going to be as a receiver this week. For Awful Waffles, aside from Pierre Garçon, this team really does not have a weak play this week. Even Kittle should serve well as a relief valve for checkdowns for their new quarterback, Bethard. My pick, Awful Waffles hands Ninja Panthers their fourth consecutive loss in the snoozer of the week. Our third matchup of week four is Night Shift taking on Grizzles Gladiators. So much of this game could be decided before the games even start on Sunday night. Cooper Cup, Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen, and Todd Gurley all in starting lineups, and three of them on the Night Shift side. For Grizzles Gladiators, Tyler Boyd is an interesting play, especially if A.J. Green is still hurt. And Allen Robinson could see a lot of points since he is Trubisky's favorite target, and Tampa Bay's defense can't stop the pass. I'm picking Grizzles Gladiators in a tight matchup. Our fourth matchup of week four is the Outcasts taking on Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. The Outcasts, wide receiver, is a total crapshoot. Cobb has been a disappointment for two weeks. And uh, Wentz throws more to tight ends than Foles did, hurting Aguilar's value. Watkins and Woods, on the other hand, should do well enough. For Jim Kelly Hates Cancer, Fitzgerald's a liability. Gordon may not be ready even yet in New England. Dalvin Cook may not even play. And if he does, it's probably not even a full workload. But Carson is starting to pick up steam in Seattle. And T.Y. Hilton is going to see a lot of targets in Indianapolis. I am picking Jim Kelly Hates Cancer to get their first win of the season this week. Our penultimate matchup is Lance Manlove taking on Sweatman's Runners. 
For Lance Manlove, Stefan Diggs should rebound with the Rams' top two corners potentially out, but Cooks have a tougher slate against Minnesota's defense. It will be interesting to see if Freeman gets as many touches this week and his if his backfield mate doesn't get ejected for throwing punches. For Swimmers runners, this offense looks like a yo-yo when I look at their lineup. Wilson, Tate, Hill, and Eckler should be okay, but Thomas is second banana on his squad in Denver. Barber couldn't run his way out of a wet paper bag in Tampa Bay, and Eifert really has yet to show us a real breakout game. Now, he got 10 points this week, but for Eifert, that's not a breakout. <laughs> I am picking Lance Manlove to roll on this one. Our final matchup of the week is my projected game of the week, RosterGuard99 taking on the Unsullied. The RosterGuard99 sound wide receivers are all going to eat, but Giovanni Bernard is nursing an injury, and Bilal Powell has a tough day against Jacksonville. And... With Miami on a 3-0 streak rolling into New England, will they employ this new anti-Gronk defense that has sprung up in the last couple weeks? Without another reliable pass catcher out there, double-team Gronk and no one else does anything. For the Unsullied, running back is looking good this week. But like I said, Detroit gave Miami a blueprint for how to keep Brady off his game last week, and they have more firepower to do it than Detroit did. So my pick, Unsullied, even with all of that Brady drama, gives Roster Guard 99 their first loss this week. That's it for this week. I want to say a special thanks to Scotty Sweatman for the stats. Could not do this nearly as well without his hard work. Last week, I went 4-2 and two. again in my picks. Brings me to 8-4 and four on the season. So remember, set your rosters by Thursday night's matchup between the Rams and the Vikings. And I'll catch you back here next week. Oh, and yes, don't forget, if you want a real press conference, record an audio file and send it to me and we'll use it. <laughs> <laughs>